transfer. Blog Talk Radio. While we do it, because I got to do it. You ready to get to do this show right here. So do that, and I'll, and I'll send you, just do it like you did before, send the receipt, and then I'll send you a retransfer. You get a retransfer, you get, uh, you'll have two products. One is the FMA, and the other one would be Types of Women, okay? And I'll send that right now once you, once you pay, okay, brother? All right, man, well, let me go and do this quick show, man, this hit and run show. But I'll, but I'll look for your thing. If I see it, I'll, you know, I, 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 you just hit me. If I see it, I'll, I'll take care of you. Okay, brother? All right. have a phone if you have a question just call if you have one but if not stuff here man shit I think that should be good let me see something here uh... 
hit and run shit. You see custom files. What's going on, guys? Let me see. Uh, that might. I thought I extracted that shit. Ah, here we go. Okay. Just getting everything together for myself. So, uh, this ain't gonna be long. I mean, it's gonna be long. it's very long, but now I gotta get I gotta do this shit. Hold on a second before I start. Let me get all this shit together. Fuck. What are, okay, there we go. We just get everything together. One, two. Yeah. I, if y'all have questions, man, uh, call in. If you have a question, if not, sit back and relax. You have questions, uh, call in. If not, sit back and relax. It's going to be long. I'm just loading some shit up right now. Almost done. Let's see. That there. Shit. Come on, I see you. Uh, club T. <clears throat> Hope y'all had fun today. Yeah, I'm a, we have probably have an interesting show tomorrow. Just chopping it up with y'all guys. Didn't really. Y'all just hanging out. For y'all guys just hanging out and shit. Um, all right, like, mind bar. All right, almost done. Shit, here we go. Getting all this shit together. She got two more. Come on, make it. Can make the next two. One, two more without making me delete something. All right. One more. Here we go. All right. Uh, yeah, if y'all can talk about yourselves, like I say, if y'all, you know, we just chopping it up. We about to chop it up. Not too many people want it, so I want it. All right. Uh, all right. So, let me get to that. Mark, all right, put that there, there, there. All right, put that there. There, 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 and last one is there. All right. Yeah, guys, if y'all have a question, just go ahead and uh, call in because I'm about to, about to spit some yak. So just uh, if y'all have a question, I, can't, I won't be able to answer any questions. So just call in if you have a question or just, just hang out. 
Oh, here it is right here. Okay. Man Mindset, John G., why don't you go there? It's already available, dude. It's been available April 1st, brother. Okay, I can't answer questions. Stop asking questions, please. It's already there, man. Go to the website, brother. Go to the website. Go to the website, okay? Go to the website. It's already there. The gigolo stuff is going to happen. Uh, gigolo stuff is going to happen. Uh, gigolo stuff is going to happen uh, at the first of the month. No, I do my own verse, voiceovers. Okay, but y'all got to Okay, I got to. I got to chop it up. Okay. Check mark. All right. Check mark. Seven seven forty eight. When it comes to when it comes to practice versus rehearsing, as a man, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to look towards breaking old habits. In life, we have to understand that the train doesn't stop because you want to slow down. Stop trying to win all the time. I was always taught as a young man, and I'm saying that right now, stop trying to win all the time and focus on evolving. Do I really win when I talk to a woman? Do I really win just because I give information? Or do I win if I give away my power to a woman? Or am I so different that she's got to do work to catch up to me? She's got to do that work. In my world, because the world will always be about me, the woman has to find a way to get on my train because I control me. I control my life. I control my last name. I control everything about myself. And she has to find a way to get with me. This is what practicing verse rehearsing is all about because I control the train. I control the speed. I even control the train tracks. I control the conductor. I am the train conductor, and I am the train operator. In my world, she's the only one that's buying the ticket. So I can take her anywhere I choose to because at the end of the day, I only move for me. I will never try to fit in her box, and I will always showcase myself like a dress in the window and allow her to make the conscious decision to buy into me. In order to understand the dating game, I always have to understand who I am and not just who I am. Why am I what I am? I have to learn that I have to arrange me. 
I have to compose me. I have to produce me. I even have to be my own personal engineer to even down, even mix my thoughts and my actions down to my specifications and to my perfection. And in order to position myself to the best of my abilities, I have to be my own scout department. That means that I must go out there and look and search for what I deem worthy of my time. That means I have to go east, north, south, and west. There is nothing out there stopping me from going after what I want and looking for what I want. I might not find what I'm looking for to the north. I might not find what I'm looking for to the east, but it doesn't mean that every day I have to go out there because I am my own scout. I have to be my own scouting department. I have to be my own fashion department, meaning that the clothes that I wear will never be to impress anybody. The clothes that I wear will never be for a woman. The clothes that I wear will never be for anybody other than me. And that means I only shop to please me. I don't shop to be a part of somebody else's world. I don't shop to please and try to fit in with everybody. I don't shop to even try to keep up with the Joneses. I will always be my own fashion department because if I like it, the price tag means nothing to me as long as it looks good in my eyes because at the end of the day, the world is all about what I want. Now with the World Wide Web and the way we're living right now, I have to make sure that I control my video department. And it is that department where I use my telephone. If I'm messaging a woman, either voice message or going live with her, I have to make sure that the production work that I do for myself stands for its own. I've got to be the star in the photo. I've got to be the star in the video. I've got to be the director. I've got to make sure that I position the phone perfectly to my expectations and my specifications to make sure that when I go live on air with a woman or I'm sending her a video that I am in control of what I call my video department. That department makes sure without a shadow of a doubt when I'm about to press record or press play or hit the live button that the scenery that I have suits me and make show it shows me to be me in my best part it it shows me how to be me i want to look the best way i can when i'm on video so i want to make sure that the lighting is where it can show my smile it can show my once on my dimples it will show my smile and it can show how either excited i am when I hear something that's cool versus how disappointed, how disappointed I can be when I hear something 
that I don't like or don't want to hear. I have to be my own business and accounting department, gentlemen. Why is that? Because it's important for me to manage my money to my specifications. I am not going to waste or spend my money or invest my money in a perk. I will never invest in a woman like the normal guy would invest in a dinner. I will always invest in me, and I will always make sure that how I spend my money is for me and the things that I want. I will never spend any money to get any pussy. I will never spend any money to try to please a woman and make her think that she's special enough in my life where I've got to give her money for her to give me sex. I must manage myself as my own accounting department. I've got to make sure that every penny that I give or every cent that I give away is going to benefit me. Yes, I have bills to pay, but even though I have bills to pay, I want to make sure that when I pay for something, it is to benefit me at the end of the day. I have to be my own cook. I've got to be my own chef. Even though I will never be a five-star chef, I must make sure that I know how not only to cook for myself, but also know how to cook for any woman that is lucky enough to come over to my place. I need to know how to make my favorite breakfast, and I need to learn what that is. If, if, if you have a favorite breakfast that you like, you must perfect it and learn how to make it yours. Meaning my breakfast is my breakfast. I will cook breakfast for a woman because I am skilled at that because I've learned and studied what I deem is right for breakfast. I will learn how to make my favorite lunch. Whatever that is to you is that is something that you love to make, you love to eat, but you can make it and also tell a story behind why you're making it. I can make a great dinner for a woman. I want to find out you have to know what your favorite dinner is, know why you want that dinner, and make sure you attach a story to that dinner so when you're cooking it for the woman while she's over your house, you can explain to her while you're cooking this, this meal, this one meal, versus something else. As being my own cook, I have to also know how to make desserts. I also want to be the one not to grab something out of the freezer and just throw it into the oven or throw something into the microwave. I want to make certain desserts from scratch because as a man, I must be breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and dessert. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert. I must do all those things to my specifications that suit me, but enable me to show my skills to any woman who is lucky enough to come to my kitchen. I have to be the cook. I have to be the entertainment. I have to make sure wherever I go with a woman, whether she's over my place, I'm at her place, we're in the car, we're walking, or wherever I go with a woman, I have to make sure without of a shadow of a doubt that I must entertain the woman 
not to please or show her that I'm trying to impress her. I'm entertaining her to let her see the value in me. So when she makes a conscious decision to want to be with me, she's going to know without a shadow of a doubt that not only do I make her smile, I make her laugh. I make her lose track of time and I make her enjoy every second that we spend time together because no matter where we're at, I have to be the entertainment. I have to be her masseuse. I must understand a woman's body from head to toe and I must learn and perfect her body. So when I'm having, so after I have sex with her, or I decide just to do it because I want to do it, I, will, I can go into, I can grab my favorite lotion. I can microwave for 10 seconds. And I can break her body down and give her a full body massage by breaking her down from her head to her shoulders, breaking her down from her shoulders to her hips and her hips to her feet. That's three sections right there. And if I split her in half, that gives me 12 on the front side, 12 on the back side, which gives me 24 spots that I can massage with my hands and my tongue, meaning I can touch three spots on her body at the same time by hitting 12 different points of her body and flipping her over and hitting her with 12 more. And then on top of that, I can talk about the experience we're having together. I must learn how to be the masseuse in all of this. I have to lead the sound checks. I must make sure that no matter what venue I go to, meaning whatever woman I see, I have to make sure that my sound or my acoustics can tap into the pussy between her ear. Every woman is different and not every woman is the same. So I must make sure to make the proper adjustments when I do my sound checks, when I sound check the way I text, when I sound check the way I, when I just sound check the way I use voice messages, when I sound check the way I use video messages, and when I sound check the way I go live with a woman, I must make sure to realize every woman isn't the same. So some women I have to shift down, some women I shift up, and some women I just maintain where I'm at. Or some women can be a combination. But the only way to find that out is I've got to know how to perform the sound checks, not only with texting, but also my house. Everywhere I go will always be a sound check of learning information that I will store in my head to make sure I will never miss a beat or a move or something to say to a woman because I'm always in control of myself. I also have to perform. I don't care where it's at. I have to perform who I am at all times. I can never take a day off. I can never take a break. If I see something I like, I've got to perform as far as positioning myself in front of the woman to show her why she should fuck me instead of me trying to bend over backwards and trying to fuck her. So what I'm going to perform is a symphony of words, text messages, voice messages, video messages, 
and going live with her or in a combination of things to show her why I'm the guy she needs to be with versus the other guy who will ask basic boring questions. So it is important to me, I must be able to perform. But even in the performance and performing, I must also learn how to evaluate myself every night. I cannot evolve as a man if I don't go home every night to look over my day, to reward myself for the good days and also reward myself for the bad days, reward myself when she walks away, reward myself when she says no, reward myself when she says she has a boyfriend or she's married. I reward myself for when she says no. But the one thing I will not reward myself for is when she says yes, because a yes is something I expect her to say. I expect her to want to be with me. I expect her to say yes, and I expect her to take my phone number. She's got every right to say no, and she's got every right to say yes. But at the end of the day, I've got every right to walk away. But it is not about walking away. It is not about the rejection. It is not about her even saying no. At the end of the day, I've got to watch the film on me. I've got to see the moves that I made right versus the moves I made wrong. So if I ever get in that position again, I can make the proper adjustments for me and only me. I also have to be, to me, I have to be the tour guide. Not only do I have to give a woman a tour of who I am, I also have to give a woman a tour of my mind and how I create my universe. Because I am the only one of my kind based on my fingerprint, I'm an alien to that woman. She knows nothing about me. The only way she's going to learn about me is to see who I am as a man. And the only way she's going to see that is me being a tour guide to not only give her a tour of my mind, but also give her a tour of my expectations, my laws, my rules, and my codes as a man. It is up to me to be that tour guide because if I cannot give her the proper information on myself, how is she going to know what my expectations are or my demands? So what I must do is I've got to be a tour guide to not only my rules, laws, and codes, but also how I create my universe. I also have to be a tour guide of my home and explain my sexual playground. I've got to be able to take her from one section of my apartment or house to another section and be able to explain to her why it is I have what I have and also be able to explain to her in a story of how I got to that point because I want to make sure that she knows things about me without even her having to ask. I want to make sure the tour that I give her is not only going to answer all the questions that she has of the average man, I want to force her to ask questions not only of me, but questions that she's going to see of herself through the tour that I'm going to give her. I have to be the tour guide. I have to be the tour guide on the date 
because when we're going out, it is my job to lead her where I need her to go. It is my job to show her the best parts of me. It is my job to make her smile, to make her laugh, to make her blush, to make her think, and to make her react to a point where I make her sexually smile, sexually blush, sexually think, and sexually react to me through the guidance of how I express who I am. You see, I am the only one of my kind, and as the only one of my kind, I only play by my rules. But how are my rules created? You see, when I was a young man, a young boy, when I was small, when I was young, I would always watch this show on PBS, and it was this white man with an afro. And when I was young, watching the white man with an afro kind of threw me off because I'd never seen a white man with an afro before, number one. But it wasn't just looking at a white man with an afro. It was watching a white man with an afro take a blank canvas. And by the time the TV show was done, that he not only created a masterpiece, but I felt like I was connected to the masterpiece because every stroke of the brush that hit the canvas came with a story that caught me and made me want to keep watching this to the end. And when I got to the end, it was a great satisfaction feeling like I was a part of something when I was young. And it was at that moment right there that I realized the power of my mouthpiece and the power of how I have to express myself in ways that the average man can't think of. How can I move mountains in a woman's mind if I don't know me well enough? You see, gentlemen, when I was small, I used to play football. And when we played football from Friday, excuse me, from we play Saturday, Saturday is usually our game, whether we win or lose, that Monday, we were, if we lost, we had to run miles, lots of push-ups, lots of sit-ups, and we got yelled and screamed at. If we, if we won, we had to run lots of miles, do lots of sit-ups, and get yelled and screamed at when I was young. That was how we were taught football. But we were also taught that during practice, at that time, it was trying to, trying to figure out things to do. And then once we figured those things out to do, we would just try to put those and implement those in a playbook when I was young. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because the most important thing about being young and playing football was that I was able to learn how to begin the process of rehearsing. You see, when we went on a football field versus the other team, we would get in a circle so no one can see our plays. The defense would get in a circle, the offense would line up, and they would run plays. They would rehearse the plays that they learned from the playbook just to make sure that they had it down right. Because when you rehearse something, that means you know it and you're just trying to perfect it. When you're practicing something, 
that means you're just throwing shit up on the wall. Remember, at the end of the day, because I know myself so much, it will always be about me positioning myself. It will always, I will never stop positioning myself. You see, in this game of position versus practice, we have always been taught all of our lives, unfortunately, especially through the World Wide Web, to always practice. Practice a trick. Practice a gimmick. Practice a a self-deception. Practice and throw shit up on the wall. And if it sticks, it sticks. And sometimes it may stick, but it might slide off the wall when you practice. You see, as a man, as I said before, I never practice. I just rehearse. And being the tour guide that I am and the explorer that I am and the person that I am, the only way I can learn how to rehearse is to explore things that I want to show women about myself that the average guy doesn't think about. And one thing that reminds me of that is Gordon Ramsay. You see, the thing about a show that Gordon Ramsay has, he will go around to kitchens and he tries to fix them up. And the very first thing that he does is he will walk in there, he will sit down, and he will order a bunch of items off of the menu. Why? Because Gordon wants to see what the food is like before he even looks at the restaurant itself. Because if the food is not right, then the restaurant will not sell product. That's important. So as a man, when I set out to rehearse who I am, I must understand what it is I want the woman to understand about me as a man. And the only way to do that is in my head, I must break down certain things in my head to get those things to work for myself. I must break down certain things for myself. And what I break down for myself are the, not the, 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 excuse me, the five things that I can only offer a woman when I'm going out. And it is these five things that I must rehearse, not practice, but rehearse these things. Because if I'm going to give her a tour of what it's like to be with me on a sexual level, I must learn to practice. Now, excuse me, I must learn how to rehearse. In my mind, I have winter, spring, summer, and fall, and it is based on what time of the year is what option I have to offer a woman to get to know me in a more intimate way. If it is in the springtime, I can offer feeding the ducks at Lake Spread Your Ass Cheeks. I can offer her tea and ice cream on the corner of your face in the pillow and your ass up in the air. And I can offer her wine on the corner of 
spreading your ass cheeks and coming on your face. But I cannot offer her cocoa because it is not the time of the year to offer her cocoa. Now, when it comes to the winter, I can't, uh, when it comes to the winter, I will not do the ducks. If I do tea, it will be hot tea. Ice cream is a given depending on the place I want to take her. I can take her for wine or I can take her for cocoa. The fall, which is good, is it gives me a chance to do all five things depending on what I want to do. Remember, the, 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 the seasons determine what I offer the woman. The summertime, I can offer her ducks, tea, ice cream, and wine. Wine will always be something I can always offer her. Tea is something I can always offer her. But when it comes to ducks, ice cream, and cocoa, those are up in the air, and those are things that are going to be seasonal, okay? Those are things are going to be seasonal, gentlemen. And I got to make sure that I stay with the seasons. You see, gentlemen, when you learn how to rehearse, what happens is, is that you will never have any problems or any difficult situations with a woman because you've already rehearsed what it is you want to do. And even before you meet a woman, knowing how to rehearse is a powerful thing. You have to rehearse the, 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 the cocoa place. You have to rehearse the tea shop. You have to rehearse the lakes. You've got to rehearse the wine bars. You've got to rehearse the ice cream stores. And you've got to rehearse your house as well as the clubs you go to because in order to show a woman that you are not like the average man, you have to know everything that every move that you make must be rehearsed to your specifications. So when you meet a woman and you decide to go somewhere, you can not only choose where you go, but just like how Bob Ross put a piece a, a, a paintbrush to a blank canvas, you can create an era of excitement in that woman based off of where you want to take her versus the average guy who lives day to day. The average guy that practices will always look to pick up lines, tricks, gimmicks. They will always go to find answers through YouTube from the comfort of their home, and they will never go out to search this information out themselves. They will learn how to lie. They will learn how to be indirect. But the worst part is they're going to learn how to wear a mask, a fake mask to wear because they don't know themselves well enough. So when they go to talk to a woman, because they're always practicing versus rehearsing, 
it's going to take them on a different pathway. Two certain guys doing two things, two different ways, and they're about to run into and approach a woman. One guy is always practicing because he doesn't have a sense of self. He doesn't have any laws. He doesn't have any rules, any codes. He's just living life like a kite, waiting to be moved, waiting for the wind to move him where he wants to go because he doesn't rehearse. The man that rehearses everything has no problem when he meets a woman because the woman does not define him. Because he has rehearsed who he is to himself, he is able to express himself to the woman and also paint a picture of what it is going to be like to be with him without losing a step, without stuttering, without worry, without fear, and without anxiety when he rehearses. You see, the guy that practices when he meets a woman is going to fall into a few things. Based on how the woman sees him and based off of the lack of experience that he has, it is the woman that's going to make the determination what he is based off of how experienced he is. If a young man who practices is not really experienced, nine times out of ten, he's going to come off creepy. Some guys who know how to walk on eggshells and beat around the bush and not try to give the creepy vibe off will more than likely come off and fall under the friend zone because he's worshiping the woman. He is placing the woman over himself. And even though the woman may feel comfortable around him, there is no sexual attraction where the woman wants to sleep with the individual because she can tell the individual is not being honest, sincere, he's not standing on anything, and he's waiting for life to happen to him. So this individual is playing it safe. Nine times out of ten, he will land in the friend zone. The next individual is an individual where the woman decides that, you know what, I'm interested in you. You're cute. Maybe you have a nice car. Maybe you have a nice look. Maybe you dress well. Maybe you have muscles. Whatever the woman deems to be cute or sexual in her eyes she is going to allow you to pass the creepy zone and the friend zone. But even though you pass those things, she is going to allow you to spend time with her, meaning you get to take her out to dinner to prove yourself, kiss her ass, and beg and barter for sex. You get to... Take her out for drinks to prove yourself, 
to also beg and barter for sex. You can also fall in the category of being her best friend where she will start to tell you more details of her life, but that doesn't mean she's going to have sex with you. You may end up as her bank account, meaning that you're going to be the individual paying her bills. You're going to be the individual that is going to buy her trinkets, buy her gifts, and pay rent, or just give her money just so she, um, just because, so she, you'll give her money so she can stop crying or stop, well, excuse me, stop giving you the gator tears or the sob stories of how she doesn't have money. Or you'll fall as her mechanic or her janitor where you're going to be her, you gotta put up her Christmas lights or Halloween lights. You'll fix things for her. Or you'll move her furniture when she moves. Or if she has something heavy that she needs lifted out of her car, she's going she's gonna to look for you to do that. But with that being said, the most important thing that you have to understand is sex will always be on her terms. You will never have her want to sleep with you unless you prove, beg, or barter your way and show her that because you're not sexy in her eyes, what you do for her becomes the sex. When you take her out to dinner, that becomes the sex. When you buy her drinks, that's the sex. When you're her shoulder to cry on, that's the penetration. That's the orgasm. You paying her bills, you putting up her Christmas and Halloween lights. That's it. That's how you're going to be. It's always going to be sex on her terms. Now, if you are able to get past that point of sex being on her terms, it is at this point you've got to prove your value and worth even though you don't have it, but she's looking for more security out of you than someone to father her children. At this point, you will be able to date her, but unfortunately, dating her is going to be on her terms. Being in a relationship with her, she's going to choose when you move from dating to a relationship. She's also going to choose when you move from a relationship to getting a place together. She is going to choose when you become engaged, and she's going to choose how you get married, how much money is being spent, how, where, where the marriage is going to be. She gets to live the life as a princess because everything that you're going to do will always be on her terms because you have no, the, because the man that practices has no sense of self. And when you don't have a sense of self and you're looking for tricks, gimmicks, eyes, deception, and manipulation to lead you, you're not leading by your name. You're not leading by your bloodline. You're not leading by your king. You're not leading by your sperm. And you're not leading by your fingerprint, meaning that you're not leading by your own language. Your language is the language of somebody else's and not yours. And this is where 98% of the men fall under because 98% of the men don't have a sense of self. 
Now, with that being said, it is time to learn how to rehearse. Because in order for you to show the woman why she should fuck you, you must be able to know things. Of, you must know everything in every detail about your life that you can tell her in a moment's notice without having to think one time about it. That's what rehearsal is about. Starting with your house. Your house is broken up into your living room, your dining room, your bedroom, your kitchen, and your bathroom. Every room in your house is its own story and its own place where you must rehearse every single detail about every area in your house. There are three things that you must convey to a woman when you are rehearsing your house. It is sight, smell, and sound. Sight, smell, and sound. How you set up. She's got to see how you set up your house. You want her to see the paintings. You want her to see the lights that you dim when she comes over. The smell is having your house smell in a certain way where it doesn't smell like dirty socks or sweat. Sound. Every room must have sound to it because no matter what room you bring her into, when you are spending time with her, when you are kissing her, when you are addressing her, when you're eating her pussy, when she's sucking your dick, or when you're fucking her, after you fuck her, and when, if you choose to give her a body massage, the sound of music has to be playing in all of these rooms. And in order to be able to set everything up, you must rehearse all of these things. Starting with your living room. Your living room is the first thing a woman is going to see nine times out of ten when she walks in your house. So what you must do is you must go outside of your door and go back in it and take a step and take a view of what she's going to look at when she walks in there. How is your living room set up? Are the paintings corrected? Now, with that being said, every rehearsal that you're going to do, you're going to do it in three different times of the day. There's going to be the morning, the afternoon, and evening because of the lighting outside. So you must make sure that everything that you do when you rehearse and go out that door and go back in, it has got to be something to really show her why she should fuck you by seeing the setup, seeing the paintings. Are the paintings, the nude paintings that we talk about, are they positioned right when she walks into the house in the daytime and in the evening time? 
excuse me, daytime and the afternoon time, when she walks in your place, what is she going to look at? What is the impression that she is going to get when she walks in your house? What do you want to say about yourself when she walks into your living room? And that's why you've got to do the sound check and the rehearsal of walking out of your door and walking in your house because when you walk in, whatever you see is what she is going to see. So we've got to make sure that what she sees is going to, is going to reinforce who you are. Don't have a lot of junk around. Keep your apartment or your house nice and clean and make sure it smells nice. Make sure the setup is nice in the living room and make sure the sound quality is perfect. Why? Because the sound has to hit all the walls. You want to make sure that even in the morning or the afternoon when a woman comes over, she's coming over to a nice jazz or 1970 soundtrack of nice, smooth music. No rap, no rock, none of that stuff. Things are always going to be smooth when she walks in. So make sure that when you do your sound check in the living room, Make sure you look to make sure that everything is going to be set up to show her who you are. You want to make sure, seeing first, the setup, the paintings. Now, the dining room is the same exact way. Either in your living room or in your dining room, this is why I have the, 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 the canvas and the artwork in there because that's the place if I am going live on video in my living room because I've rehearsed this, this is how I'm going to use that to be able to talk to her and tell her why I have a canvas in my living room, even though I'm not an artist. You see, the story and the detail is what she wants to know. Because as soon as she walks in your living room or your dining room, the first thing she's going to notice is that canvas. And if she notices that canvas, what she's going to do is she is going to begin to ask the question of, why do you have that? I, she's going to notice it because it's going to stand out. And that is going to give me a chance, an opportunity to let her know that I'm not an artist. But what I love to do most is it's nothing like having a woman take her clothes off and allow me to paint her body the way I see it. That's why I have it there because that's what I love to do. Every piece of artwork, everything in your house is a story that you have got to be able to tell the woman if she asks or she's staring at something because just like a museum or a tour guide, sometimes she's going to walk in your living room and stare at a painting. She's going to stare at a picture. She's going to stare at something in your house and is at that moment that you must be able to share the information with her on why you have that there in your living room. Why did you buy that? Why is it there? What is the story behind it? And that is something that most guys don't even think about. But when you rehearse your house, you will be able to break down your living room and your dining room. Your bedroom 
and your kitchen are the exact same things. Your bedroom and your kitchen should be set up the same way. Your bedroom should have wine above your bed. Your kitchen should be nice. It should have croissants in, in the middle. If you have an island in your kitchen, have a croissant tray out. Or if you don't have one, just have it next to the bread. Why? Because that is something that she is going to get if she's lucky enough to spend a night, a croissant French toast, uh, uh, a croissant French toast breakfast. But a woman is going to walk through your house like a tour guide trying to see what kind of man you are and how you live your life. And it is very important, again, gentlemen, how you set everything up. You have to set everything up for her sight, her smell, and her sound. No matter if it's the bedroom, the kitchen, or the bathroom, your sound checks have got to be important because you have to make sure if I have her in the bedroom, you must turn the music on and lay in your bed and make sure the sound is being more of a surround sound. So you want to have whatever Bluetooth speaker you have to be in a certain area in your bedroom or in your kitchen so it can go in a surround sound and not just one area. That's why you must rehearse this. If you're in the kitchen, I know this sounds crazy, but if you're in the kitchen, lay on your back in the middle of the kitchen. Why? Because you never know where you're going to have sex at. And if you're having sex in your kitchen, you got to make sure that the sound is going in a surround sound in your kitchen. See, these are the things that most men don't think about doing because most men are so busy practicing life, they're not rehearsing life. They're not setting themselves up for situations and being prepared for those situations. And that's why it's very important to make sure that you are lying in your bed or you're lying on the floor you lay on the you lay in your dining room, you lay in your living room, you lay on your couch, you lay on your floor, you lay on the dining room table, you 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 lean over on the table if you're bending her over. You have to make sure that the music is perfect to set up the mood. Now, at nighttime, what's important is the lights. The lights are very important. So at nighttime, make sure you can either get fake candles or have candles to make sure that the lighting is very important because it sets the mood that goes with the sound and the music or goes with the music. And that's why it's very important when you at nighttime or in the evening, you walk in your place, you make sure the lighting is correct. You do not want all the lights bunched up together. Spread the lights out where they cascade a very intimate setting throughout the area that you're in, whether it's the living room, dining room, bedroom, kitchen, or bathroom. Always have your lights to go because you never know when that moment's going to hit. And when you're bringing a woman over for an intimate moment with you, it is not about Netflix and chill and keeping the lights on. You want to set the mood and you want to give her a tour of what it's going to be like to be with you. The next thing that you need to learn how to rehearse 
is the club. Now, I don't know how COVID is still going to affect things by the time y'all get this, but the thing about the club is that there are three people that you must be cool with, and you've got to rehearse this all the time because when you go to a very high-end club, where people are waiting in line because it's very popular. You only do these to the popular high-end clubs where you got high-end women. No bottom-of-the-barrel women, no hole-in-the-wall places. We want to go to upper echelon places where it's so hot, the line is wrapped around the building. What you want to do is you want to rehearse the club by first rehearsing the bouncer. Every time you go to the club, make sure you have $60 with you. And that $60 is going to be an investment. Every time you go to the club, have $60 with you. And that $60 has nothing to do with women. It has everything about you rehearsing what you are about to do. And that is when you get to the front and you see the bartender, uh, the, I mean the bouncer, get to know him. And how do you do that? Every time you walk in, before you walk in, greet him, introduce yourself, tell him to be safe out there, give him, give him some love by giving him, giving him five or shake his hand and slide a 20. Give him a 20. Every time you go to the club, tell him to be safe, ask him how he's doing, tell him to have a good night, let him know if he needs anything, get at you, and slide him a $20 bill. That is the rehearsal of the bouncer. The next thing that you've got to learn is then you have to learn the bartender. Same thing with the bartender. Even though I don't drink, I'm still cool with the bartender because when the bartender knows you by name and the bartender knows your favorite drink, These are things that's going to impress women later on. But what I want to do is I want to get to know the bartender, talk to the bartender, not try to pick him up or her up, excuse me, not try to pick her up, but talk to the bartender, whether it's a guy or a girl, get to know them, find out if they're going to be bartending Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Same with the bouncer. You got to learn when they are at work. And what you'll do is you'll order your drink and tip them $20. Why are you doing that? Because it is going to help you on the back end when you are at these high-end clubs. The next person that you want to rehearse is the DJ. Every time you see the DJ, you walk over there, introduce himself, tell him you love his music. You ask him, are you playing anywhere else? Do you have any music on SoundCloud? You want to get to know him and tell him, you know what, I appreciate what you're doing. Give him, introduce yourself, give him some love, and give him a $20 bill. Why is all this important? Because when, when COVID lifts, if it ever lifts, and we go to a high-end club where the line is long, and the bouncer notices you, guess who's going to get 
in the club instead of everybody else, which is going to have the women wondering who you are. When you're in the club and you see a woman at the bar and you go up to the bar next to the woman, you start talking to the woman and the bartender makes your favorite drink in front of the woman without you having to ask, it is going to show her points of why she should get with you. When you are coming into the club and the DJ knows you're coming in the club, do you know how much clout you're going to have when the DJ shouts you out to everybody? Who are you? Why is the bouncer letting you in? Why is the DJ shout your name out? And why is the why is that bartender? How do they already know what drink you have without even asking? Because what you're doing is rehearsing the club, making sure you know the club. But it's not just the bouncer, not just the DJ, and it's not just the bartender. When you walk in that club, no matter what clubs you go to, you must look at the club and find out the intimate areas. These are areas that are really dark, and they're really, they have, they're either dark or have low lighting where you can take a woman where you want to make out. You always got to make sure that you walk the whole entire club as if you own the place so you can find spots in the club that when you are with a woman and you want to get intimate with her, that you can take her to these areas. By doing this, it's going to separate you from every other guy out there because most men are too busy practicing versus rehearsing their life. Everything that you do and every move that you make is a rehearsal when you are all about yourself. The next thing is rehearsing tea. You see, gentlemen, I just don't ask the woman to go out for tea with me. I want to explain to her what the experience is going to be like having tea with me. Sure, I may ask her, let's go out for a date for tea when I first meet her. But once I am solidifying the date after the third text message, it is at this point that I'm going to let her know where we're going to go, where it's at and what time, but not just where I'm going. I'm going to explain to her what is so great about this place I'm going to. Why am I taking her to this place versus the regular tea store? You see, gentlemen, just like I told you about Gordon Ramsay before, what you have got to do is find a tea house that's maybe an old one. Don't go to Starbucks. Don't go to the mainstream ones. You want to find a tea place that has different types of teas. Also, they sell certain types of pastries where you go in there. Now, this, has got to, this is the rehearsal part. You've got to go find you Google tea places in your area, and you go find, you go from one tea place to the next to the next until you find the tea place that has different kinds of teas and also different kinds of pastries. And when you are doing this as a rehearsal, just like Gordon Ramsay going into that, that coffee shop or that restaurant, you have got to, when you get in that tea place, 
You have got to ask for different kinds of teas. Whether they're hot or cold, you need to know your teas. And not only do you learn the teas that you like, you've got to go then to the manager or somebody there and ask them about the tea leaves. Are these tea leaves from America? Are they from the Philippines? Are they from Thailand? What country are these tea leaves from? Why? Because this is part of the showmanship that you are showing the woman when you're setting up the date. Because not only are you saying, let's go to this tea house at this time and this place, but this is why I want you to go here. Because there's something about the tea, something about the black tea, if it's oolong tea, or if it's a green tea that you like so much that you want her to be a part of that experience. And not only be a part of that experience, gentlemen, after you learn your teas, the pastries are just as important because there are certain pastries that are going to go with certain teas. And the good thing about knowing this is also figuring out what tea goes well with what pastry you're getting. So, yeah, you're going to have to spend a little bit of money to buy the teas, to buy the pastries, and see what tea goes with with pastry because all of this is going to come into effect when you're sitting there down at the tea place. If you order the black tea and you know that dark chocolate or shortbread go with it, you can then not only order the tea, but you can also order the shortbread and the dark chocolate at that point. Then you can tell her the story of why you want to order the shortbread and chocolate because it goes with the tea. You see, the thing about most guys out there is that they don't know much about themselves to give information, uh, not only about themselves, but about their lifestyle. I want her to understand the tour guide of me by understanding how my life is. Because, see, if you are being a man about the stuff we're showing you, she already knows that you have women. But this reinforces it because most men who, are this, who have has this much knowledge, is the question begs itself is, how many other women have you taken to this place? Because you really know this place. Well, yes, I've taken women to this place, but it is my favorite tea place. It is because maybe because I like the green tea and I like the fudge that go with it. And then you can tell her the story about the tea leaves, where they came from, why you like the green tea, and why it goes good with this fudge. And you see, women like men that can give them information, teach them things, and elevate them. They want somebody that can teach them things versus interviewing them. And what I'm showing you right here is a few things. Regular tea will go good with uh, some kind of a molten chocolate cake or a white or strawberry shortcake. Black teas go good with shortbread and dark chocolate. Olong teas go good with maple balls. Green teas go good with fudge. Not to say they're going to have them, and this is why you must go to these places, and you've got to find out the teas. You've got to find out the pastries, and you've got to do your taste testing to find out what tea goes with pastry and not only with tea goes with pastry, but be able to share the story with her of why I like this tea and why this goes good with the fudge. Because when you can show a woman why you want to take her to the tea place and what's so special about the tea, because you like it, but it's not just the tea place, gentlemen. 
There's more things that you have to do in this. Because after that, after you learn your T's, you've also got to learn and ask yourself, is this a place where there is a waiter or is this a place where there's a cashier? And you want the place where you're being waited on versus the cashier if you can uh, prevent it. If you can't, that's fine. But you also always want a waiter because you get cool with that waiter. You get cool enough with that waiter, that waiter already knows your order. You don't even have to ask for it. See, the thing that I love the most about how I live my life is I go to places so much that when we sit down to eat or we sit down to go somewhere, they already know what we want to drink, what appetizers we want, and we don't even have to ask. They already serve us because they know us well enough, and this is what I'm trying to get you to see. You've got to learn the waiter, and if that waiter, man or woman, you get cool with them, learn when they go to work because you want those people to serve and show you in the best light possible to the woman. You're not, this is not tricks. This is not gimmicks. This is just what we call rehearsing. This is what is important about rehearsing your life because your life should be a series of stories about you that you can share with any woman, anytime, anywhere. The next question you got to ask of this tea place, how is the atmosphere? What is it like in the morning versus the evening excuse me, the morning versus the afternoon versus the evening. It is at this point in this time, you have to figure out what is going to be the best setting of an intimate atmosphere. Now, we're not talking about intimate as in sex, but an intimate atmosphere as a place where you can display a kiss, you know, a public display of affection without her feeling embarrassed. Once you figure that out, whether it's best in the evening or the afternoon, not really in the morning, you can get in a spot where a lot of people are not at. But again, this is why it's important to make sure that you do the sound checks. Make sure you walk around. Make sure you learn where, where everything is because you're going to own the place. Not you don't own it, but you're going to be, she's going to be blown away by the fact of your knowledge. She's going to be blown away by the fact of how the waiter interacts with you. She's going to be blown away that the waiter automatically knows what teas you like, but based on the pastry, they're going to know what tea to give you because every pastry is not going to be the same all the time. But the teas are, and these are as important, okay? So that's why it's important to learn the tea leaves. Wherever tea you like, write it down, Ask questions. Where did these tea leaves come from? Because when you know the information about the tea she's drinking, that's putting the paintbrush to the canvas, showing her that you're just not a regular guy that's just going to go to Starbucks and drink a regular tea. You are above that. You drank a special tea that comes from a special country somewhere, but you've got to learn that information, retain the information, and rehearse the information so when it's time to express the information, you are saying it in a way like you've been doing it all the time. So remember, when we're, when we're at the tea store, the tea shop, taste test the hot teas, the cold teas. 
make sure you get a place where they have croissants and pastries. Um, you're going to have to buy a bunch of pastries, just, just one bite. Don't eat the whole thing. Drink the tea, take a bite, and if it flows, then write it down and you know what you like. And then ask questions about the tea that you like. Retain the information. Practice this, uh, not, excuse me, rehearse this enough, excuse me, rehearse this enough. When you set up your tea date, it's not just where we're going. I'm going to tell you why we're going here because this is my place. It's something about the tea leaves. And then you can tell her the story about the tea leaves. And then when you get there, you can show her what pastry goes with the tea leaves. That way you are educating her and you're elevating her without asking basic boring questions. Her question she's going to start to have of you is, how many women do you bring here? Is, I mean, my God, this is amazing. This is crazy. Who is this guy? Who is he? And you don't have to have a lot of money to do this. This is all, see, people think the game is about what you say to women. No, it's what you say to yourself, how you are able to express yourself how you are able to show and give a woman a tour of your universe, how you live. Women want to know you without having to force that out of you. You should be able to give her a clear, concise, transparent you wherever you go. Next is ice cream. Same scenario. There are ice cream parlors, there are ice cream places, and some, what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to go to 31 Flavors or Marble Slab if you, don't, if, you, if you can't do that. What I want you to do is try to find a mom and pop ice cream place or find a restaurant that serves good ice cream. Doesn't mean you got to feed her but you can go to ice cream in a nice restaurant or a mom and pop place. So it's asked a question. Is there a waiter there? Yes or no. If it's a mom and pop place, nine times out of 10, they might not be a waiter. They might be a cashier. But if you go to a fancy restaurant or you go to a, a, a more upper echelon ice cream place, sometimes they're going to wait on you. Same scenario. Get cool with the waiter. Learn when they work. Is there an intimate atmosphere? Sometimes there's not going to be in the daytime, in the afternoon, sometimes in the evening, but it's very rare because all the lights are bright. So it's not really an intimate atmosphere, but is there a place that we can get away from everybody? And that's usually a far-end corner. Now, there are some places I know up north like Friendly's and things like that or Bob's Big Boy where they have benches and places to sit. So you have got to find an area that you're away from everybody where you can learn ice cream, and it's the same thing. Find out your favorite ice cream. Now, when you're going to a mom-and-pop store, sometimes the ice creams taste better because they add more fat content to the ice cream, which gives the ice cream more flavor. So if that's the case, you've got to learn the story behind the ice cream that you're taking. If it's a mom-and-pop store, find out the process in which they go through to get the ice cream 
So when you're talking to the woman and eating the ice cream, you can go ahead and talk to the you can go ahead and talk to the woman and let her know why you're getting the ice cream. Why is your face? Why this place opposed to uh, Marble Slab or uh, Baskin Robbins? Why do I want to take you here? You want to know why? Because the fat content, it, the, the ice cream tastes better because of the milk, and you break it down. But the only way you're going to know this is by having a pad and a pen and be able to rehearse the ice cream parlor that you're going to. Rehearse it. Learn the wait staff. Learn the atmosphere and taste test a bunch of ice cream. So, depending on the woman, if she likes a certain ice cream, there's a story behind it. If she likes cookies and ice cream versus what you like, you can tell her the story of what they do to the cookies and ice cream. See, the more information you give the woman without interviewing her, the more she's going to see that you're a different kind of a man, that you are not like the average guy. Next thing, the lake. You see, gentlemen, the lake is very important because you want to make sure that you're all about the atmosphere. But this is very important to understand. The reason why I say you walk around and take mental notes is because there are going to be times of the season where it's mosquito season. So with that being said, you don't want to do anything around mosquito time, especially in the evening because mosquitoes are around. So you don't want to mess things up. So if you're going to do the lake, you want to kind of do it in the morning or afternoon before the sun rises. You want to make sure that not only do you walk around the lake, you learn what's around the lake. You see if there's a guy that sells ice cream, funnel cake, if he sells cotton candy. You got to learn the areas that you're in because when you get to certain lakes and certain areas, there's a lot going on. It's an atmosphere of a lot of moving parts, and it's not just the ducks. It can be a little small adventure that you can take her on, and that's in, this is why it's important that what you got to do is you have got to learn all the areas. Of all the lake, go around to the lakes. You know when it's duck season. You know the ducks going to be there. Find out where the areas are. There could be places where you can go boat riding, canoe riding. There, there are a lot of different activities in feeding the ducks. Got to be able to rehearse this. You got to be able to know it's not just about the ducks. But if you really want to be about the game. You can find out about the kind of ducks that fly to the pond because nine times out of ten, bird watchers are going to be around. People feed the ducks all the way around. There are people that love the ducks so much they love, they know about the ducks, where they came from, where they flew to, uh, where they were at, uh, why they flew, if they're, you know, they fly south to the winter, but, you know, after the winter, they come back. But where do they come from or where do they fly from? I know a lot of y'all think that the details are not important, but it is the details that are going to show the woman why she should be fucking you. Because when you rehearse all this stuff, you're going to tell her simple stories where there's no stuttering, there's no pauses, 
And the more you talk about you, because remember, gentlemen, it's all about you. The reason why I love to feed the ducks is because not only do I love animals, here I go. I can tell a story of how I've always loved animals as a little kid. But what I do is I love feeding the ducks because you know what? It's just, a, it's just a way that I can meditate. It's a way I can get away from it all. And this is a place that I wanted you to be a part of to show you these are places I go to to relax. It's nothing like this atmosphere where if I want to get an ice cream, you see over that guy over there, he sells great little ice cream sandwiches or ice cream cones or whatever. Or there's a hot dog stand over there. It, it, what is very, very important that I'm telling you is that there's always going to be a story of why you are where you're at. And the more details you give, just like Bob Ross, the more you paint on that canvas and tell a story of the happy clouds and the mountains and the trees and the grass and the, and the rivers, you are, the woman's going to be more connected to you because you're not throwing shit up on the wall trying to say or do things to impress her. What you're doing is you're showing her a side of you that most males don't have because I am always rehearsing me. I am my universe, and this is part of my universe. So if it's part of my universe, I have to be able to explain not only my universe to myself, but also to the woman. Now, let me get to this before we get to the last one. See, when you know all this stuff, and we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in one second. Let's get to, let's get to this last one. This, this is an important one because I don't drink. But it doesn't mean I don't go to the wine bars. The wine bar is something I can do all year around, and this is very, very important. The wine bar has to have certain elements to it. It can't be just a regular old bar. It's got to have an intimate atmosphere because the only time I'm going to wine with the, with the woman is, is, is six Evening tonight, that's it. It's got to be intimate. So the first thing I got to do when I get to the wine bar is two things. Number one, I'll, maybe the first day I go there, I'll get cool with the bartender. Get a wine, talk to the bartender, get to know the atmosphere, and also get to know when are the hot days when the women show up. Because the only one that knows that is the bartender and the waiter. They are the only two people that can give me information without me having to do a lot of work. Well, how do I do that? I get cool with them. Tip the waiter high. Tip the bartender. Let them know what your situation is. Because when I go to a wine bar, I don't order wine. That's not, I order my little cake-ass drink. And they'll be shocked. They're like, well, why, why are you here if you don't drink? It's because my date drinks. That's why I'm here. I don't drink. But... I'm here to show my date why she should be fucking me by showing her part of my universe. That's what I want to show her. So with that being said, again, you want to get cool with the waiter, okay? Learn when they work. Learn what nights they work. Get cool with the bartender. Know what days the bar, excuse me, what nights the bartender works. Walk around the club. And the, excuse me, the bar, excuse me, the bar, the bar area 
and find out the booths or the places at the bar where there are more intimate areas that are kind of away from people where you can have more intimate moments with the woman. Remember, you're always sound checking everything and everywhere you go. But it's not just checking out the the wines, okay? You check out the wines. Now, again, if you don't drink, don't test the wines out. You talk to the bartender because the next thing is most important. And I, I, I can't show you because it's not on here, but I'm going to say it right now. What is very important is the next thing is learning. You want to go to a wine place that has two things. This is number one. I'll show you number two next. Number one thing that you want from a wine bar is you want to make sure they have cheese boards. You want to make sure that the wine bar that you go to has cheese boards on the menu. A cheese board is going to have bread, cheeses, and types of meat that go with the wine. I will say it again. You want to make sure that the wine bar you go to You want to make sure that it has a cheese board to go with the wine, meaning that when you order the wine on the menu, they got a board that has cheeses, bread, maybe some crackers sometimes, but has meat that will go with the wine, like little appetizer, because you're not feeding her. You're just eating an appetizer, something light. This is not expensive at all. This is something very light, but What's important, if you drink, don't drink to get drunk. Drink like you're going to a wine-tasting event. You take the wine, you sip it, you swish it around your mouth and take a small sip of it, then try something on the board. But if you don't know your wines, talk to the bartender, talk to the waiter, and ask them what wines go good with this cheese. What wine goes good with this cheese spread? What wines go good with this meat? And when you find that out, you order it, you have a little taste of the wine, and you taste the food to see if it matches up. Because when you take the woman to the wine place, it's not just bringing her there. You're taking her on a tour of how you live your life by doing the one thing that I'm showing you, and that is rehearsing what it is you do. A woman needs to know what kind of a man you are when she's not around you. And when she gets this kind of experience from you putting a paint to her mental canvas, then the experience is going to heighten itself because a woman is not used to a man who knows his places he goes to. He just doesn't go just for the sake of going. There's always a reason why he goes. Now, I just told you the number one thing that you need to know, which is the cheese board. This is the most important thing, number two. You want to make sure that wine bar has not only cheese boards on the menu, but also they have a live jazz band. There are wine bars that have live jazz bands. They've got the cheese boards. You just got to look for it. Why is this important? 
because what you got to do is you got to go meet the band. You meet them on a day where it's not packed. You go over there and greet them. You tell them how good their music are, how good their music sounds. And then you ask them, is there a SoundCloud or is there any type of music that you have that I can go online and listen to your album? Why is this important? Because if you sound check it right, two things can happen. When you are able to sit with a woman and you're listening to the band, you're eating your favorite, you're drinking your favorite wine, eating your cheese board, and you're able to tell her the song that they're playing, what the song is about, and why you like it so much, it's going to blow her motherfucking mind because most men don't talk like this. Most men don't ever take the time to rehearse their life. All these places are places that you should be going to, you should be taking women to without taking them out to dinner. And when you take them there, not only that, you can also let her know that, you know what, there's this real jazzy romantic song that I love to make love to. Would you like to hear it? And you can literally walk over to the band, tell them when you get a chance, can you play this said song? If you're cool with them, slide them 20, yeah, I mean, guess what? What is she going to think about you when you know your wines, you know the cheese board, you know the waiter, you know the intimate setting, you know the jazz group that's playing the music, you can break down the songs that they're playing, and you can request a song that they will play for you and her? It's a game changer. It's a game changer. But let's look at this right here. At the end of the day, always remember, study the menus, okay? And that's supposed to be use it, not us it. Know it so you can use it, not us it. Use it, excuse me. Know it so you can use it. Make sure that the places you go to are old-fashioned places. Don't go to the regular places. Take her to old mom and take her to places that she has never thought to go to where you can elevate her to show her that you are a different kind of man. But I'm sure a lot of people are saying, Steve, why am I going through all this trouble to learn all this stuff? How is all this stuff going to benefit me? This is how it's going to benefit you right here. The way it's going to benefit you is you are in a position that the average man will never be into. You will be in a position where the woman is so fascinated and so blown away that she has got to prove herself to you. She has got to show you she's more than just a body. She's got to show you her character. Because you're so, in your mind, you're so upper echelon that you're not going to settle for just any woman. You are saying to her 
that this is who I am. This is my world. This is my universe. This is you are getting a tour of what it is like to be with me, a small sample size. What are you bringing in my world? Why, why should you get a second go around with me? Who are you? Why are you? What is it? What separates you from everybody else? You're allowed to ask these fucking questions when you rehearse because the demand is high. Because you put the demand on yourself, that means you're allowed to put the demand on the woman. She must prove herself to you. And after that, she's got to be able to hold your attention. What are you doing for me to keep me, to keep my attention focused on you? Because if all you're bringing to the table is your titties, then I I, I can't mess with you. What are you good at? Can you cook? Can you clean? Can you fold clothes? Can you do dishes? Can you make breakfast? Can you make lunch? Can you make a dinner? Can you make a dessert? Can you vacuum a floor? What what do you, what can you bring to my kingdom to hold my attention, gentlemen? Then my my young guys, my dogs. Just because you prove yourself just because you hold my attention doesn't mean you're worth my time. Because if you are about bullshit, you're gone. If, I, if you think I got to prove myself to you, you're gone. If you think I got to kiss your ass, you're gone. If you think I'm your option, you're gone. I will not waste my time with a woman when I have rehearsed and I know me to a T. I know who I am. I know why I am. I know what I want. And it is at this time, are you worthy enough to lift my hammer? Because I'm not even talking about the dick, even though she's going to want to sleep with you. Even though she's going to do everything she can to suck your dick. I, we ain't doing that because I can get any woman to suck my dick. I can get any woman to fuck me or want to fuck me, but why should I give you something that I hold precious to me? I cannot get time back. So if I give it away to you, that means I'm not giving it to myself, so you better be worth my time. And if you're not worth my time, you're gone. Because I will never give something that I can never get back to somebody who doesn't deserve it. Are you worth my time? The next thing is, because as a man, I don't fall in love like women do. I don't fall in love because I don't have any emotions in this right now. 
I'm trying to see if you even team worthy at this point. Because it is at this point I want to know how are you with respect? Are you going to respect the fact that you are not the only woman in my life? Are you going to respect my laws, my rules, my codes, my narratives, and my principles? Are you going to respect my mission statements, my vision statements, and my legacy statements? Are you going to respect the fact that this is your position? If I say you're a booty call, you are going to either respect it or you're not because there won't be a relationship, as I'm going to let you know. I am not going to waste my time. I'm going to let you know where we stand at all times. And if you don't want to respect it, then guess what? Guess what? If you don't want to respect it, you're gone. And the reason why I say this is because, as I've always said, Every woman coming in this place isn't trained. Every woman you meet has to be trained to your specifications. You cannot expect a woman to be trained right out the box. So I must make sure without a shadow of a doubt that I know who I am. I know why I am. I know how I tick. I know why I do what I do, and I know what I expect. I have high expectations. And if you cannot, if you cannot fall under the expectations that I have, then we're done. Kick rocks. Because, gentlemen, unlike the average guy that practices who makes everything about sex, I rehearse because I make everything about me. Isn't it funny that women rehearse the same way? Why do you think when you meet a woman, she already throws you in the category of chauffeur or the guy that's going to be her best friend or the guy that's going to cook for her, uh, buy her dinners, or the guy that's going to buy her drinks, the guy that's going to be a shoulder to cry on, her bank or her bitch? Because unlike regular guys, women rehearse who they are and they know what they want and they're going to tell you what they want versus what you don't want. And now that you're going to like it or you're not, when you're practicing, you're going to accept what they say when you practice. But when you rehearse, I'm not coming in this game as with emotions. Because if you come in this game with emotions, then you're going to lose to the woman because you're playing on her turf. You cannot be an emotional man getting in relationship with an emotional woman because she's the queen of emotions. She's the master of emotions. So if you're emotional, meaning that you have anxiety, confidence issues, and you don't believe in yourself and your world and you're practicing all the time, of course she's going to run you to her specifications because she rehearses her, but you practice you. And that's why most guys are emotional because they don't have a sense of self. They are being treated like a kite in the wind. The wind tells them how to move and think. 
But when a woman runs into a man that is logical, that makes the world about him, that understands his hammer, that understands his name, that understands his motherfucking fingerprint and rehearses who he is on a 25-hour, eight-day-a-week, and even on Sunday, can never be moved off of his square by a woman. She is either going to prove herself, be worth and hold my attention, be worthy of my time, and have me fall into respect. If she can't do that, she's gone. Because she hasn't even shown me she's worthy of my dick. What has she brought to my world to show me that she can get my dick. But why is the dick the last thing? Because if I have sex with a woman, there is a 1% chance, a very small chance, I can get her pregnant. So why would I want to give the best parts of me to a woman who has not proved that she is worthy of me, my time, my attention, and my respect. This is what separates the men from the boys. Because she's got to show me things that is worth my dick. I have brought a lot to the table by allowing her a sample of what it's like to be a part of my world and a part of my universe because everything's about me. She, no matter, it's the tea, we go out for tea, we go for coffee, we go for ice cream, we go for wine, or we go for cocoa. It's still the same thing. Cocoa, I've got the cocoa. If we go out for cocoa, same thing. You want to make sure that if you go out for cocoa, you want to make sure that you go to a place, gentlemen, that serves cocoa, that is, you're going to be served by some kind of a waiter. That's very important, okay? You don't want to go to a basic cocoa place. You want to go to a place that it has that the co- there's something special about the cocoa and there's a menu of pastries. Why is that important? Because when you go to the cocoa thing, it's the same thing. You check, you check for the waiter, okay? And then what you do is you find out what types of cocos do they have. And you get the cocos and you find out the pastries and you find out what goes good with the pastries. Now, Once you find out what kind of cocoa you like the most, it is at that point when you go ahead and go to the counter. Now, this also works with coffee, okay? This is the same thing with coffee. I didn't really bring up coffee, but coffee and tea kind of falls under the same category. But it's the same thing with coffee that you do with cocoa. You find out what kind of coffees, whether it's an iced coffee or a hot coffee, that goes with the pastry. Now, if you can get a hot coffee that tastes good or a cocoa that tastes good, gentlemen, this is when you go to the counter and talk to somebody 
and find out about the cocoa beans, if it's cocoa, or the coffee beans, if it's coffee. Because if, the, if you go to a very uh, small, like uh, real, just a, not a name brand coffee place, some people sometimes have coffees that come from different countries. They have cocos that come from di- the cocoa beans are different. This is why it's important to learn the coffee and also learn the cocoa. The reason why you learn the coffee and the cocoa is the same reason why, because that allows you to be able to express yourself to the woman, be able to show her why I'm taking you here. This is a spot that I love because out of all the cocoa places I can go to or coffee places, this is the place I love the most because of the cocoa. Not only can you tell them about the cocoa, you can give them a story about the cocoa beans. You can give them a story about the coffee beans. This is why I love this cocoa. Unlike any other place out there, the cocoa beans come from this place right here. This is why I like it so much, because of the cocoa beans. They come from this place right here. As long as you are educating and elevating the woman, you cannot go wrong in this game. You can never go wrong educating a woman on what you rehearsed on a constant basis. You see, the man that rehearses on a constant basis goes back to what I said right here. You can force the woman to be more than just ass and titties when you really want to be a man in the game because sleeping with a woman is going to be easy when you showcase yourself this way. Women are going to be beating down the doors to want to be with you because you are an anomaly. Who are you? Why are you this way? Where did you come from? How do you think the way that you think? Why do you think the way that you think? Why am I so caught up in the way you think? Listen to you tell me things about yourself. You're painting a picture on her emotional canvas of you. And when you are on that level, you can make the same demands that women make of average guys. Because some women out there rehearse who they are, know who they are, they demand things. They demand things. They're allowed to demand because they rehearse. So why ask you, why don't you rehearse? Why don't you rehearse you? Because no matter what you do, if it's practicing or rehearsing, you're going to run into a woman. And it is at that point right there, gentlemen, what you say and what you do is going to throw you on a whole different pathway based on the knowledge you have of yourself. This has got to be one of the most important things that you also got to learn about the game because a lot of people will never teach you this game this deep because there's nobody teaching you what you are learning right now. Nobody's ever taken the time to show you how to rehearse who you are, how to rehearse why you are from your house to your car to where you take her. You must always know who you are, why you are, and what makes you different from everybody else 
without having to kiss her ass, without having to prove yourself, without having to beg or barter for pussy. All you're doing is positioning yourself just like the coat, excuse me, just like the purse, the dress, and the shoes. All they will ever do is sit in front of the store in the store. And there will be women to look at the, they will, when they set it in the front of the store, there will be women to look at it and walk away from it because they can. There will be women that will look at it and say, you know what, that's pretty, and walk away from it because they can. There will be women to look at it and say, you know what, that's nice, but I, I'm too busy, and they will go away because they can, and maybe they will come back. There will be women to look at it and just stare at it and say, wow, maybe I will go inside, and maybe I will see how much it costs, or do I have it in my size? There will be women that will look at it, and they will go in and grab their size and walk to the window, uh, the mirror, excuse me, and put it up against their bodies just to get an idea of how it may look on them. And then there will be women to go inside, grab the size, go in the fitting room and put it on. And some may put it down and walk away and some will purchase it. But no matter whatever the woman does, because she's got the right to do it, the dress will always stay the same. It will never move. It is in a position. And it's saying that if you are interested in it, you know what to do. That's how the game should work. You should not have to work for a woman. You should not have to run behind a woman. You should not have to prove yourself to a woman because I know me. I know my hammer. I know my lineage. I know my legacy. I know my ancestors. I know everything about me and I know what I am and I'm just not a regular guy. I'm not just somebody that's going to practice gimmicks tricks, lies, manipulation, and deception, I'm a man that's going to practice my name. I'm going to practice what makes me unique. I'm going to practice what makes my bloodline unique, what makes my sperm unique, and what makes my fingerprint unique. I'm going to practice and work and focus on me. And if a woman is lucky enough to catch my eye, then I'm about to take her on a ride that she's never been on before because she's never met a man like me. And the more you see the game that way, that it's more about you versus the woman, the more you're going to win because she's never met you before. The only time she's met you before is if you're practicing who you are versus rehearsing who you are. When you rehearse who you are, you are only making it about you. How can I make me a better me? How can I learn me more? How can I present myself in a better way to show her why she should fuck me versus a guy that has no experience, that's going to throw shit up on a wall, that's going to bend over backwards, rip off his spine, kiss her ass, beg for her time, and hope that she likes him. I'm not that man. I will never be that man. I will always rehearse who I am 
because I'm the only one of my kind, and the only way to learn and know me is to learn and know me by rehearsing who I am. Thank you, gentlemen. I'm out. And thank you, uh, Ozzy. Appreciate you. Oh, what up, man? It's Dean. I'm sending this stuff right now, okay? I'm just, I got caught up in the show. Uh, look, you'll have a retransfer. Look for a retransfer. I'm sending everything right now, brother, okay? Peace. Six one nine two six four six one nine three nine two six four. If you are wondering what you can do to get your spouse back, then listen up because I am going to share with you something you can start doing right now at the end of this video to help you get your spouse back in the best way possible. Because here's the problem. Oh, 
Your video ad made by top freelancers on Fiverr.
I've been trying to work on my shit. Tonight, and we can play some bar and shit. Cause I, I gotta work. You don't play this motherfucker. Dick into you, nigga. You see my dick to this bitch, nigga. Help me, help me, big lip. Do some shit with me. 
told you we got. I told you we we'll play, we'll play for. We we'll play for. We we'll play for uh, Thursday night. We we'll play at the mall. Nigga, I got you. Yeah. I said, damn, this nigga really playing this game. I said, this nigga the best. What's up, man? You playing the game? Hey, I, I, I don't. I got you. But no, but you notice that if you say I'm online with the with the James, you think I'm playing it. I just got it on. Well, uh, I've been looking at it like this. I know. Washington, D.C. Police Detective, Defense Attorney, and Fox News contributor Ted Williams. West Point graduate, Army veteran, and Yale Law student Jeremy Hunt, and Nick Hall, founder and president of Pulse. Thank you all for being with us tonight. Thank you. Ted, I want to start with you because Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez went on to say that we, looking at this verdict today, um, guilty on all three counts, it should not be framed as the system working but Ted, a lot of people want to see it that way, to feel like this jury of our peers went in there, did their job, reviewed the evidence, and came to this conclusion. Um, but when she says that's not good enough or it shouldn't be framed as the system working, it seems in conflict. It certainly is in conflict. And I got to tell you, the system worked just the way it was supposed to work in this case. And I got to tell you, when I, I'm here in Minneapolis, and I can tell you, uh, the streets of Minneapolis are calm. 
and I'm glad that they are calm because the system did, in fact, work. Uh, Shannon, think about it. We saw for nine minutes and 29 seconds a man die before our eyes. And uh, what happened is we saw prosecutors pro bono come in and take this case, and they got justice for the family. As a matter of fact, Shannon, just a few minutes ago, I met with Polonius uh, Floyd, the brother of George Floyd, and he was telling me how elated the family is uh, uh, about what they believe that justice was served in this case. And it doesn't bring George Floyd back, but some measure of closure of some accountability for that family. So now there's this conversation. You heard the president say a short time ago that he wants the George Floyd Justice Act and um, Justice and Policing Act sent to him so that he can sign it. Now, we've got people on the left and the right commenting on that. Um, Senator Tim Scott talked about the fact that Senate Democrats filibustered his Justice Act last year, despite bipartisan support. His original bill included several measures long sought by advocates of police reform, including incentives for chokehold bans and grants for body cameras. So he's saying, listen, why, you know, Democrats filibustered this police reform bill that I had. It had bipartisan support. So why now this act? Well, the left doesn't like the George Floyd Act for this reason. The Movement for Black Lives uh, says this on its website. It says there is no reforming the system. It is time to defund and abolish the police. So they don't like the law for different reasons. Jeremy, where do we go from here? Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, so Senator Scott, he's been speaking out about this for quite a while, actually. Uh, and the so-called racist filibuster actually prevented the legislation that he wanted to pass. Uh, but, you know, here's the thing that, you know, I, I think right now we are living in an age where there are a lot of grifters out there who don't want to work across the aisle to make real reform possible. Uh, and, and one thing that I'm noticing that it's, it's honestly on both sides, too, because, we're, because on, on the right, we're seeing people who are afraid to say what Senator Scott has said and, and, and some others to express any level of compassion for the loss of life here, to, to be able to call out evil. We're seeing some on the right that are afraid to even say stuff like that. And then on the left, we're, we're seeing people who are, are clearly, I mean, Nancy Pelosi today said that his life was a sacrifice uh, for, for her political agenda. I mean, so we're seeing grifters on both sides try to jump on this. So right now we need everyday Americans, political leaders who are willing to set aside the partisan conflict and come together and actually look at what kind of reforms can we institute that will actually actually lead to, to change. And Nick, that brings to the point, you are a faith leader. You put out a statement today after the uh, verdict in the case today, and you said, now the work of rebuilding can begin. And you talked about how um, people of faith should be out the ones who should be seeking change, who should be listening, who should be contributing to making things better. How do we go about that now?
Are you alone? Play a free porn game that makes you come in 20 seconds. No te preocupes, ya no se lo voy a contar. Ya, you guys come on the same time? Yes, va. Nos hemos corrido a la vez, ¿eh? Ay, qué rico pollo, se me cogió tu pato. Imagínate, es cachonda, ¿eh? 